Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we've come to the point where we shall look into your word, we ask that our ears will be attuned to your voice, that our hearts will be prepared to receive your word, and our minds will be settled into hearing your word. So we thank you and we honor you for it. We thank you for all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We are at the end of the year, and one of the things that we have done before is kind of did a review, and so that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to go over some of the highlights that I found in our very first series of this year, which was called DNA, the core of the local church. And I just want us to, I don't plan on holding us long, uh, but I just want us to kind of go through and highlight some things. If you want, because I'm just going to go over the four, some highlights of the four episodes that we had, and you know you can go to the YouTube and hear the whole uh, message on each one of those, if you so desire. So I've entitled this, The Core of the Local Church Revisited. Uh, and this, the whole series was there to address our DNA in Christ. And our Christ-centered DNA describes the center who we are as a church, our mission, our values, our vision, and our strategy for ministry all come from our DNA. And we define this DNA in the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you can recall, I know some of y'all got them, them super memories that remember the very, this, you know, in January. Um, I, I, I have sometimes remembering yesterday. Um, so I have, to t I have to keep my notes together so I can remember 12 months ago, 11 months ago. Uh, if you want to be technical. And our first episode was entitled, Our Mission is Movement. Oh, I threw myself off. I'm sorry. Let's do our definitions then. Our definitions are <coughs> DNA. DNA is a self-replicating material that is present in nearly all living organisms as the main constituent of chromosomes. It is the carrier of genetic information, the fundamental and distinctive characteristics or qualities of someone or something, especially when regarded as unchangeable. DNA is the makeup, the baseline makeup of something. Next definition is mission. Mission is an important assignment carried out for a purpose, typically involving travel. Values. Values is a person's principles or standards of behavior. Let me hit y'all with that again. Values is a person's principles or standards of behavior. One's judgment of what is important in life. Another definition is vision. Vision is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. And then finally, uh, definition for today is connection. 
Connection is binding or joining together, to fasten together, to tie, join together, to bind, to tie. All right? We had four episodes, and the titles of those episodes, episode number one was Our Mission is Movement. Number two was Our Values Direct our convictions. Episode number three, our vision causes us to see clearly. In episode number four, our connection gives us guidance. Again, you can go to the YouTube page and hear those in their entirety. I pulled some scriptures from those four instead of going through all those scriptures. And the first scripture is going to be Matthew 28, 19 through 20. And it says this, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Next is 1 John 4 and 7. It says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Next scripture, Habakkuk 2 and 2 says, And the Lord answered me, write the vision. Make it plain on table so he may run who reads it. And then the final scripture comes from Acts, the first chapter, the fourth and the fifth verses. And it says, And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it falls upon the good soul of our heart in Jesus' name. So if you will allow me, I am going to break this down by talking about each one of the episodes and highlighting some things, some points that I think that we need to take, that we should have been taking throughout the year, but most so that we should continue to use as we go into the next. Our first episode, our mission is movement. And Jesus said that we are to go into the world. We are commissioned to go. Now the word go is a present active word, which means going, that we should be constantly going in the sense of continuous action. Going should be a part of who we are. A better way to say it is as you are going, as you are moving, as you are living, at life, work, school, grocery store, family time, ball games, driving. That, that one, y'all might not like that one. Well, as you're driving, you should be reflecting Jesus. Okay. All right. Y'all just giving them one finger salutes. Y'all know who I'm talking to. All right. We need to be constantly reflecting Jesus. Just like our genetic code, our DNA reflects our family lineage or our family heritage, mm -hmm. our spiritual need, uh, DNA needs to reflect who we belong to, which is Jesus. So as we're going, we should be reflecting Jesus everywhere we go, everywhere we be. Everything that we do should be a reflection of Jesus. 
The next thing that he brought out was that we are to make disciples. A disciple is a disciplined one, a follower. We should be making folks that want to follow Jesus. Now, one of the points that I want to bring out about this making disciples is that you become the uh, teacher whether you want to or not. Now, the funny thing is, you are the teacher. So if you want them to have good characteristics, you got to reflect good character. If you want them to have bad characteristics, which I don't think anybody really does, but if you have bad characteristics, that's what they'll do. So as we're making disciples, think about this. Anyone that you interact with has the potential of being your disciple. So what do you want them to reflect from you after you leave their presence? That was, that was new and extra, but I'll give it to you for free. All right, as we're reflecting this life and living this life for Jesus, we should be inviting others to join this new family. We should be a disciplined one before others, and we should reflect how we should live our lives before others. One of the things I believe that the old, uh, the early church, what they did is they lived differently, and that's what drew people to them. How are you doing this like this? Why are you doing this like this? And it caused folks to inquire about that. But the thing is, the key word is, differently. If you living like everybody else, everybody else going to be living like you. But we want our responsibility to be to live according to the word of God, which we know is contrary to the way that the world wants us to live. So we are to help others to become born again in this new life in Christ, not just the initial salvation a portion, but we should be living a life to show them how to mature in Christ. What would it be like for a woman to have the baby and then leave the baby? But she takes time and she nourishes the baby. She provides uh, clothing. She provides a diaper change. She does all these things to help the baby to grow. And one of the funniest things I love about newborn babies is that I can hear the parents say, I can't wait until they start walking. And then they say, man, I wish this baby would stop being in everything. And then the baby continues to go, I wish this baby was back in as little because then it was all over. You know what I'm saying? It causes a maturing process so that they can go and be what they were designed to go and be. The next point that Jesus brought out as we're still talking about our mission is movement is he says teaching them. So not only do we disciple them, but we also take time to teach them. One of the things that one of my biggest things about um, Bible study is this. We talk about how wisdom is the principal thing. Under, getting this knowledge is a very good thing, but in all our getting, we have to have an understanding. If we don't know why, then it's very easy for someone to tell us why not. But once we know why, it's very hard for somebody to tell you why not. So as we're teaching them, 
Jesus taught about, listen to this, Jesus taught on love, he taught on money, he taught on sin, he taught on redemption, he taught on sex, he taught on lies, everything that our, our culture obsesses over. Jesus had an answer. But what the thing is, is right now the world's not hearing what Jesus is saying because you ain't saying nothing. I'm, I'm sorry. Because we're not talking loud enough. The teachings of Jesus represent the mission, the values, the vision, and destiny of all of humanity. We should reflect these teachings with our lives. If you look at a handheld mirror, you will see your reflection. Your reflection is what the world sees. And that's why you look in the mirror to make sure your hair is straight. Make sure your makeup is on right because you want the world to see you in the best presentable condition. It is the same with our reflection of Christ. Are you reflecting the teachings of Jesus in your life? Don't answer. Look straight ahead. Nobody know I'm talking about you. So we have to lock in this fact that he says for us to go. He says, tells us to make. He says to teach. These are the things that as we're going, as we're doing, as we're moving, that we should be executing. The next episode is our values direct our convictions. Our values direct our convictions. At the heart of the gospel is one word. It's a four-letter word, love. God so loved the world, he sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross, John 3, 16. Because of this love that God has for us, guess what? We can love others. Jesus said, they will know you are my disciples by the love that you have for each other. Jesus even broke it down, made some folks really mad. He said, we are called to love everyone, even our enemies. Somebody say, help me twice. All right. He said, but this love is not as our culture defines it. Our culture's version of love is ambiguous and, and rooted in good feelings. The Beatles sung a song that says, love is all you need. Their definition was not rooted in Jesus. For Christian love is defined in 1 Corinthians 13. It is patient. It's persevering. It's, it's courageous. It is the love that God shows to his people. And we should show to others. So our value should be love. That we should be showing love to others. Even the ones that everybody else don't like. Even the ones that get on your last nerve. Even the ones that got off your last nerve and just on you. I mean, they, they just bother you. You should still show them love. You know, as we call it the golden rule, that to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Now, there's a version of that that says, do to others before they do to you. And... We sometimes fall into that category. We look and say, this person going to talk nasty to me or be mean to me. And we get in our mind that I need to be ready to react. But what we should be doing is saying, 
I wonder why that person acts that way and what can I do to help them get out of that situation? That means sometimes we got to get in the mud with them. We got to get beside them and, and listen to them. And that's what love is about. Love says no matter where you are, I'm still caring for you. I'm still concerned about you. If we make our value love, I think a lot of people would be in a lot better state. The next episode was our vision causes us to see clearly. Our vision causes us to see clearly. Now, we just talked about the DNA you know, of our mission, the DNA of our values, but let's talk about what it would look like. What does this look like to me? How do I perform these things? How do I go? How do I make? How do I teach? How do I love? How do I see myself doing these actions? I want to let that rest in your mind a little for a second. The verse that talks about this is Habakkuk 2 and 2, and it says, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so that he may run who reads it. When people are looking at you, do they get excited about what you are seeing down the road? Not how you are right now, but how you talk and how you talk about the future. Are they, are they seeing and getting excited along with you? Because vision deals with the future. Vision uh, is based upon what we can imagine. Imagination isn't just for fantasy novels in your art class. It's not just for you just to think about things, but it's to see yourself moving in a direction. See yourself acting in a particular way. It is so easy for us to fall into the world thing and just look at our imagination as just a plaything for us. But no, God gave us imagination so that we're not limited by what's in front of us, but that we can see without limitations what is in the future. So by saying that, faith is an act of the imagination. So if we walk by faith, we walk by what we imagine, not by what we see right in front of us. So if, uh, if reason can change our mind, imagination can change our hearts. Amen. Let me say that again. If reason changes our minds, imagination changes our hearts. Because when we begin to see things differently in our mind, it causes us to act differently in our presence. If I told you today that tomorrow you would have $100,000. I guarantee it. And you believe. what you, Today you'd be like, okay, I'm paying this off. I'm paying that off. I'm, paying, I'm buying this. I'm buying this. And tomorrow you wouldn't even be able to sleep. It'd be like Christmas for you, right? You'd be, dead, you'd be like, all right, it's after midnight. I wonder what time it's going. You'd be dancing around. And then when I come to the door and I hand you that money, then you'd be like, whoa, right? That's the same way that we have to be about how we walk by faith and not by sight. Okay. 
We have to know that God is not going to mess with his word. His word is going to happen. What he says is going to happen is going to happen. And if we can grab hold of that and get that anticipation in our hearts and our minds and begin to see what we're going to do with our faith, we'll begin to change our environment. So what happens is our imagination causes us and pushes us once we lock into it. And when you can really see it, when you can really know what's going to happen, it changes everything yeah. about us. Everything. Yeah. So then our vision, what it does, it infuses our imagination with possibilities. Right. When you begin to see things, you begin to see them, you'll be like, that can happen. That I can do that. I can be that. I, I know I can do that. I can be that. But let me flip it real quick. Let's talk about who I can touch with that. What I can do for somebody okay. with that. So as a church, we can have our mission. We can have our values. But what vision does, it gives us that extra fire that allows us to accomplish whatever the mission and the values are. Our values are to go, I mean, our mission is to go, therefore, discipling and teaching and, and, and doing those things. Our, our value is love, and as we see ourselves loving on people, as we see ourselves teaching people, guess what? It's, what happens is you begin to position yourself to become what you see in your mind. Can you imagine a church where people are known by their love? Don't go to that church if you don't want to be loved. They love you as soon as you step on they they try to they try to valet park your car for you. They try to, you know, they 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 escort you to your seat. They they bring you uh, cookies and, and coffee at you. They the, Man, and then if you do something and they hear something about you, they, they come support you, they come do things for you. They don't even know you, but that's the love church right there. That's the love church. And now, if you, I want us to remember that although we in our society have said that love is a word, love is not just a word, love is a verb. Yes. Verb has action. Yes. So when you say, I love this, that means you have an action toward this. Like some people love Brussels sprouts. You know, I can't get on that boat with them, but let them go ahead and sail on. But my point is, love has some action to it. If you love Brussels sprouts, that means you'll eat Brussels sprouts. I'm not with you. I'll watch you enjoy them. But I will tell you that when we're dealing with people, though, it doesn't matter how I feel. It matters how I act. Y'all catch that when y'all get ready to go to sleep. Because sometimes your heart, your, your feelings will tell you, don't be nice to that person. Don't speak life in that person. Don't do this. But that may be exactly what that person needs right at that moment. Amen. There's a movie that just ran through my mind uh, called We Were Soldiers. And there was this mean old sergeant major, old crusty, crusty sergeant major. 
and he was walking down the road toward the soldier, and the soldier was walking, he got nervous because he saw the Sergeant Major, and he said, he said, good morning, Sergeant Major, and Sergeant Major said, who made you the weatherman? <laughs> that's just how that Sergeant Major was. And so that still does not stop you from being kind, nice, and showing love towards someone else. It doesn't matter how they react. It matters how you act. Amen. Okay. I used to tell folks, if a two-year-old baby walk up to you and say you ugly, is you going to sit there and cry? Are you going to sit there and look at that little baby and be like, oh, you're so right? No, you're going to be like, you need to get on somewhere. Where our mind is, is that we have to ensure that we are looking down the road. But the enemy wants us to stop right where you are because if he can stop you, guess what? That means you're not moving. Okay. And we want to move, we want to operate, we want to walk in love. And it's funny how we say that we love God who we can't see. But then we don't love the folks that we can see. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dig that too deeper, but I just want I just want to bring that up. Our final episode, and I'm almost done. Like I said, I just want to do a quick review because I I want I know everybody's still still a little bit hungover from all that food they ate yesterday. And uh and a little bit sleepy still. The alarm clock got snoozed three or four times. Uh, but I'm glad y'all came out. I'm glad y'all joined us online. So our last thing is our connection gives us guidance. And we, have, we talked about the mission. We talked about values. We talked about vision. But we can do none of those things without the Holy Spirit empowering us to reach to reach out to a lost world all that is good but we need the power of God in us in order to go forward and do what all these things entail we can't go without the spirit's leading we can't uh uh Make disciples without the Spirit's leading. We can't teach without the Spirit's leading. Well, let, let, me, let me rephrase that. We can't teach properly without the Spirit's leading. Mm -hmm. Because you can teach, you can go, you can make. Right. But when you start teaching out of your feelings, out of your emotion, out of how you think about something, instead of looking into the Word of God and allowing God's Spirit to come through and help you to articulate it properly, it's going along down the road, it's going to run into some complications. We've talked about this before, that when you are on, a, on an azimuth, or going on a direction on a compass, if you are one degree off in the beginning, it doesn't look that bad. But when you go a mile down the road, when you go two miles down the road, when you go 10 miles down the road, when you go 20 miles, when you continue to go off in that one degree difference, no, you know what, I'll make it a half degree difference. It will still not allow you to arrive at your destination. A friend of mine who's in the Navy, uh, 
the boatswain is the one that, that runs the rudder. And he says that you would think that all he got to do is hold it straight and everything will go well, that he'll stay on his asthma. He said every once in a while you hear the captain say, check your asthma. Check your asthma because the, the captain can look down there and see the direction the boat's going. The oarsman's responsible for making sure he stays on that asthma. But sometimes you just sit there and you just kind of just... And the waves that are bouncing up against the boat, the wind that's bouncing up against the boat is slowly moving it off. And so sometimes we got to look down and check our asthma and make sure that we're going in the right direction. Well, I just want you to know that you got a built-in spiritual GPS called the Holy Ghost. He will guide you. He'll say, no, don't go that way right now. He'll say, wait. He'll say, curve over this way. He'll, he'll guide you. in it. He'll say, check your asthma and he'll go have you go in the right direction he's there he will never leave you he'll never forsake you he will only refer you to truth and he will never focus on himself but focus you on Jesus who redeemed you and God who calls you his children so we have to look at how we are maneuvering as people because it's very easy for us to forget our DNA. It's easy for us to forget our heritage. It's very easy for us to want to be like everybody else because it seems like it's easier for them. We had an expression in our house that, uh, that we used to say, and it wasn't just to, to, to quell the children, but we, were, uh, we would say this, everyone else can, but Penders can't. Everyone else can. They'd be like, well, Johnny doing it. Everybody else can. Penders can't. And, and we would say that so that the kids would understand that just because everybody else is doing it don't mean that's what you need to do. We as Christians need to kind of get that same mentality. Everybody else can. I can't. So when we grab hold of this, when we understand this, that we're different and there's nothing wrong with being different, then we can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and we can reflect love to everyone we meet and we can see past our current situation and we can make disciples and we can teach others how to be what God has called for them to be. I just want you all to know that it's in you. It's innate in you. But you also have the choice of not being who you've been called to be. That's your choice. You can make that choice. But I will tell you at night, you are a person most miserable. I'm telling you, when you try to do things, you are most frustrated. When I'm trying to tell you when things are not going the way you like it, you're most depressed because you are not being who God has called for you to be. So walk in the power of who you are. It's in your DNA. It's in who you are in Christ Jesus that we have victory. And that's all I got to say for today. I just want you all to go back if you, if you find the time this week to go back and, and maybe go through those four episodes of DNA that we did at the beginning of the year. I didn't cover everything. I just wanted to, like I said, I just wanted to hit some highlights because I believe that when, what we start the year with, sometimes it, t it takes a reminder for us to remember that what we proclaim at the beginning of the year 
projects us through the year. And so if you are a person of resolutions, I don't have anything against resolutions, but we've talked about this. We've talked about how your resolutions should be specific, right? They should be measurable, right? Uh, my mind just ran by me. They should be achievable. Yes, sir. They should be relevant. Uh-huh. They should have a time constraint to them. And then what we added on there was an ER so we can be smarter. Not just smart, but smarter. We evaluate what we're doing and then making the adjustments that are necessary in order for us to achieve success. We do that at the end of every year. It's called the Smarter Principle of Goal Setting. We go over that as a church because we want to be smarter about how we reflect Christ to everyone that's around us. Now with that said, I'm not going to leave without us saying it. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that is the first thing that you need in order to be infused with Christ's DNA. You have to have a relationship with him. The Bible says it very simply says that if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. It also says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Jesus says, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So that implies that the life you have is not an abundant life. But we want you to have an abundant life. That does not mean that you're free from pain. It's not does mean you're free from suffering. It doesn't mean any of that. But what it means is that you have victory over it because you now are connected to the one that is victorious in every situation. So I just want to encourage you today, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, make that decision today. It's not a hard thing to do. Just confess with your mouth. Just call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says you shall be saved, which means to be rescued or delivered from the penalty of sin. And the penalty of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And our desire is for you to have eternal life. If you made that decision today, let us know. Email us at info at godshousecc.com. We will be sure to get back with you because we want you to understand. I say it every Sunday. This is not an individual event. This is a team sport. We are in this with you. We are in this together. And we will do everything we can assist you along this journey to help you to become victorious. Again, email us at info at godshousecc.com. And we will be sure to get back with you and help you along this journey. Well, friends and family, we done came to the end of another year. You blinked your eyes and now it's December. And I hope that you have been victorious throughout this year. And I hope that you've had some conflict and some failures. Because we learn more from our failures than we do from our success. But my biggest thing is that you've acknowledged Jesus in everything you've done. Because he says if you acknowledge him, he'll direct your path. He says, men, we make the plans in our hearts, but God provides the steps. He provides the direction. He keeps us on asthma so that we can accomplish the goal. So with all that said, next time I see you, it'll be 2022. And we will be excited about that. 
But I just want to say this throughout this week. God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.